Hey, welcome to the Soul Glitch Podcast, the podcast about things that we thought we'd never have to say about black culture, black politics, and being black in America. I'm Dion. And I'm Naomi. Let's go. talk about oh man um well what's today today is the 26 the 26th a sunday very sad day it is so i guess the first thing uh to talk about is uh nba star lakers all-star kobe bryant passed away today well i can't say passed it away today was Killed in a tragic helicopter accident. Yeah, he and his daughter. Gina. And his daughter, and um, one of the parents of another. Weren't they on their way to a basketball game? From what I understand, yeah, they were yeah. on their way to a basketball game from his camp, the whatever um, training camp he. And there was a parent put on. It was his. And yeah. um, I saw in a news video that it, there were nine people total it's been had been reported it was five, five but it was nine mm-hmm. oh man yeah and i was t- i was telling somebody today at work i said in this day and age i feel bad for his wife because nobody nobody probably even had time to set her down no. and break the news to her she's you know she's on instagram so i'm pretty sure soon as it happened people was on the gram talking about r.i.p kobe mm-hmm. on facebook and they just had a baby I they just had a baby daughter was born in june i hope somebody you know at that time she was doing something else where somebody had enough time to just grab her social media her phone and uh break it to her lightly yeah and hopefully the internets isn't the and, and you know i always you know how when somebody in your family dies and you you always got those people that jump right on facebook and you're like i haven't even we haven't even had time Mm -hmm. to let you know the other kin folk know yet Mm -hmm. close family members they all on facebook yep and Yeah. yeah so i hope that wasn't one of those situations and somebody had time to just break it to her and uh you know, and maybe even have a minister present or something, or a counselor, a grief counselor, something like that. So all our prayers goes out to her. Absolutely. Yeah, and her I. And her family. The man's not even cold yet, and you know the internet has already started in on him. I sent you, you know, one of the whole tips. Oh god. That post. That was, that, she was so disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah. I, I, I was like, um, I can't, can't believe that they didn't even let the man get cold. He's not even buried yet. Mm-mm. And she um, knew she was wrong. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. Real yeah, fast. pull the message up real quick. Yeah, let me see if I can get in there. Just went straight hotel on the brother. 
Yeah, it was crazy. Man, they did. Like, and, and she knew she was wrong. The person knew they were wrong because they prefaced it with, I don't know if this is too soon, but yeah, you knew that was too soon. Yeah. You knew that was too soon. Um, it's taking my computer a little while. I'm gonna read what the person said. This is absolutely disgusting. I'll post it up here a little bit later. Nana Yasafir Uncle. That is not that girl real name too either. That's her hotel signature, obviously said. I know it might be too soon. But this is a classic teaching moment about the importance of marrying black. Kobe Bryant has tragically died in a helicopter accident today. And now that Mexican lady is going to inherit everything he worked for. All that he had will go to that non-black woman and her family. Sad. So that's what her concern was. I know. Not not the fact that it tragically a man died with his beloved daughter. Yeah. A husband. Uh not what? Uh uh seven Medicine other people. Doll, yeah. Fathers. People, fathers, probably three mothers. Babies, three other children will grow up without their father. Yeah. I mean, Granted, I I know I am just I'm about as pro black as they come, specifically pro black woman. But you, there's you a know, time and a place. Told you, it's a, one. It's a time and a place. One and two. Um, and again, I'm seriously not trying to talk ill of the dead, but sh- I honestly think the lady earned it with some of the things that you know happened during their marriage yeah that that embarrassment well you know i, I was at work and somebody that's the first thing they want to bring up mm. well, you know he raped somebody i was like now see that was proven to be uh false if i remember correctly yeah i thought it was yeah i mean there was some smoke to it because he mm-hmm. did he was in the room from what i gathered mm-hmm. but uh Yeah, yeah, that's Miss 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 Nana Yasafir Ankoma. Yeah, if that ain't a hotel. I'm I'm sitting at a restaurant eating today, and I also uh, somebody was talking to me about the whole situation of Kobe Bryant, and they said uh, basically, and here's another crazy thing that I heard. They were like, basically, Kobe Bryant died because he was rich. And you know he had a, a yeah that his lifestyle is white. Eventually got him killed. Who you know ride around in the helicopter and da 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 da. Everybody else take Uber. He taking helicopters and all of that. And I'm like wow. I was like it's it's always one. <laughs> Apparently several. Apparently several But yeah it's just really sad I'm in a seminar And one of the guys in the seminar Who broke the news to us You know cause we were breaking Out of our little meeting We were breaking He was like man Kobe Bryant's dead And uh, later on he was like I know this is too soon but F Kobe I didn't know him I know everybody's all sad But you gonna be alright Yeah we were like I was like it's not a fact that You know he's 
we didn't know him I was like nobody wants to see or hear about somebody going out like that not like that mm-hmm. I don't even care if they weren't famous or anything and I was just like man people are cold man yeah this is a cold 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 place and oh gosh I feel so bad it's like my mom called and told me and I honestly thought somebody in the family had passed away uh, when she told me and you know initially it was just like well damn Kobe but then once I got on Twitter and um, you know I put some condolences out there for the podcast for the Soul Glitch uh, podcast and you know just doing a search of his hashtag it was just I couldn't help but cry it was just really sad yeah I feel bad Black Mamba. Yeah, and again, I'm not a. <laughs> we both know I'm not a basketball fan or anything, and I didn't know I'd never heard of the phrase Black Mamba or anything. But um, I definitely know who he is. Yeah. And it said I didn't realize how young he was. He's only 41. 41. I didn't even know he was a 70s baby, but then I thought about it. I said that dude played 18 years in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was he recruited right out of high school? Right out of high school. Remember he yeah. took like Brandy to the prom. So I was like <laughs> Yeah, he was hollering at Brandy and Brandy ain't no spring chicken either. Cuz like Brandy's got to be about my age. So Okay, I was, I was about to I was about to say yeah, not my not a spring chicken. Oh no, I know I ain't no spring chicken, but I ain't no fall rooster either, though. <laughs> you country behind. Hey, <laughs> I mean I'm a basketball fan, but I wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan. He was not my favorite player. I didn't like his air. Okay. Yeah, I I thought he wanted to be just like Michael Jordan. You know, he's trying to be like Michael Jordan. And the one thing I didn't like was the Lakers got rid of Shaq, mm-hmm. but kept Kobe. And I I was a Shaq fan. And when they traded him away and kept Kobe, I was like, man, yeah. It, it was like Destiny's Child when they got rid of Latavia. I was no longer a fan. I was like, mm. I, I was a little salty. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You a mess. But yeah, rest in peace, Kobe okay. and daughter. Yeah, it's really sad. Yeah. That's that's what got me. LeBron had just passed him uh, in scoring, all time scoring. Not, I forgot what number. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it was up there in the top in the top twenties, somewhere in the top twenties. Okay. LeBron had just surpassed him in scoring, um, yeah, in all time points get scored in a career. Wow. So I was like, that kind of sucks. I mean, he he died right after somebody after LeBron surpassed him in scoring. I was like, that's got to really suck. But he's got like five champions. He did win like five championships. So, okay, yeah, okay. he he was he was up there with Jordan, but he didn't surpass Jordan. So, the conspiracy theorists have already started coming out. Oh Lord! Um, I saw a video. 
um, where it was some cartoon or whatever, and um, Kobe was in his airplane. He was in his helicopter, and a helicopter crashed. Jeez. Uh huh. Somebody said they got videos of the helicopter crash, and I hope that's not true. I hope that's not true, and I hope you know the internet has no heart. But no. I hope, I hope to God that's not true, and even if it's true, that they do not post that video. Come on, y'all. Mm-mm. Internet has no shame. Yeah, I just found it. I just found that cartoon predicts Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. You want me to play it? Yeah, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, good. Somebody took it down. Okay. Unavailable. Okay. I saw it earlier. Mm. Cartoon predicts crash. This might be from where I was watching it earlier. Hold on. Nope. They took it down. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm actually kind of glad they took it down. But yeah. I saw it was up on YouTube maybe three hours ago. I'm sorry, on Facebook. Somebody had a link about three hours ago and I watched it. Yeah, I mean, he he famously did not like traffic and he would fly Mm -hmm. from his home to the arena to play basketball because he didn't like the traffic between, I guess, uh, he lived in Calabasas. He didn't like mm-hmm. the traffic from there to L.A., so he would fly every day. And that same guy that was talking to me, saying that he died because he was rich, it was talking, you know, like, you know, that's why he was saying, like, was a daily commuter, a helicopter. So I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I mean, you could get going in a car, especially in LA, L.A. You get on, what, the 405 or what is the 405, 403? You get on that highway... That thing got If you took All the lanes on I-40 And combined them three times You might have A freeway as wide as that thing is I was I was on that freeway this summer man That's, that's scary Yeah I have no intention of Getting on that freeway Especially if I'm the one driving mm-hmm. So yeah Not if I'm good I've seen enough in movies I don't need to see anymore Okay, well, yeah, it is really sad. I was on the route today. You were on the route? Yeah, I saw Howard University is winning after receiving the largest donation in its history. So I'm like, I'm like, man, Howard done got some money. I'm thinking it's hundreds of millions of dollars. So I go up there, right, and it says according to the Washington Post. Howard, which is in uh, Washington, D.C., announced on Wednesday that they proudly received $10 million donation to go toward the STEM program from the, I guess, the Koresh Family Foundation, Koresh Family Foundation. The donation will fund the school science technology program, which was founded in uh, 2017. It will endow an existing Howard program aimed at increasing the number of minority students earning a PhD um, or combined yeah, MD slash PhD in those fields. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking, I'm thinking like they got 
when they said the largest in its history, I'm thinking they got a a crazy sum of money because I remember Duke University got thirty five million dollars from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation because mm-hmm. I think Bill Gates' wife went to Duke or something like that. And I'm like, okay. they got 35, and this is just one donation. And I got to thinking about mm-hmm. HBCUs, and I was like, they gave that much money to Duke, and Duke has probably a 8.6 billion dollar endowment, billion dollar endowment. And so I started looking at HBCUs, and I saw this um, post about how 90 percent of HBCUs. Don't even have a one hundred million dollar endowment. Not even one hundred million dollars. We don't don't have it. And Duke has a eight point six billion dollar endowment. And then I started looking at other schools. Harvard University, thirty nine point two billion. Yale, $29 billion. Stanford, $26.5 billion. Princeton, $25.9 billion. MIT, $16 billion. Penn, $13 billion. Notre Dame, $13 billion. Uh, Columbia, $10 billion. Northwestern University, $10.5 billion. Duke, $8.5. Chicago, $7.82 billion billion dollars North Carolina a yeah. and 57 million NCCU 54 million yep 54 million 54 million Duke right million. down the street yeah has 8.6 billion dollars mm-hmm. yes you know why that's not even that's not even that's not even close no that's not even that's like it's like duke is the sun and the, H, the nearest hbcu is pluto i mean that's it's not even a planet well which is not even a planet which is not even a planet but i'm just saying in distance wise yeah in distance wise from just the lowest to chicago 7.82 billion from the lowest endowment on this list to 54 million is yes. that large of a chasm. Yes. I did not know this. No wonder why we are in dire straits or HBCUs can can fold because not having that kind of money even though in the grand scheme of things, $54 million is a lot of money, but we know it's not a lot of money for a university that has to keep up a cafeteria, heat, basketball program, football program, sports programs, various dormitories, computers, salaries, whatnot, whatever. That is not a lot of money. Nope. But when you have, when you're sitting on $8 billion, Mm-hmm. St- stuff can really go wrong for a very long time mm-hmm. for a very long time before you even have to you don't even have to worry about anything nope that kind of money what you think about that I'm not surprised because like I said previously um, integration 
attitude that what is not black is better. So not only did a lot of blacks divest, well, actually, that's what it is. A lot of a lot of a lot of blacks divested from their mm-hmm. universities and their institutions of learning, and they don't give once they graduate. Well, I mean, that's, that's, well. that's basically it. I mean. Yeah, it is what it is. Like I mentioned, you know, my um, my chapter, my sororities chapter at Central, we did a huge endowment push for homecoming this past year. I think, I think the chapter, my line, I think my line raised one hundred and nine thousand dollars. That was the largest contribution to the endowment, and that's insane. That that's the largest contribution by a sorority or fraternity chapter that ever happened at Central. Wow. I believe it was no 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 no. I might have the numbers wrong. It was either 109 or 111. I forget which. But yeah. So, this does not surprise me. Um and it's nothing against anybody that goes to a PWI. You go to PWI, you do what you do. You know, it's just I don't think the surprise should be there anymore. This is this is what it is. I just didn't think it was that big. Oh that, please, of course it is. I you know of what? Of course it is. I it thought is. that at least NCCU or ANT at least had a hundred and fifty million dollars. No, no, baby. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no. Uh uh-uh. uh. How much do you think? How, let's see what Howard's endowment yeah, look is. Howard's up. Look Howard's maybe sick in the six hundred million. I can see Howard, but I mean it's the the oldest. It's the Ivy League of HBCUs. Of course it is. Six hundred eighty-eight million. Damn, they didn't even make it to a billion yet. Hampton University, two hundred sixty-three million. Spelman, surprisingly, three hundred eighty-nine million. Morehouse, one hundred forty-five million. University of Maryland, three hundred and fifty-five million. Georgetown, well, Georgetown. Now, George, why is Georgetown on this list? In fact, why is Maryland on the list? Okay, we're just gonna exclude those. <laughs> well, just okay. So I guess what would be considered quote unquote the Ivy League of HBCUs, Hampton, well not Hampton maybe, but Howard, Spelman, and Morehouse. Hampton? Hampton's up there. Hampton? Okay. Well Hampton has two hundred and sixty three million. Spelman yeah. three hundred eighty nine million. More house, one hundred and forty-five million. Mm-hmm. Wow! It was, no, have have any of us broke a billion dollars? I don't think so. It's not even close. Nope. That's what happens when you don't invest in yourselves. <laughs> you should already know. I already knew. I already know. <laughs> 
already know. <laughs> you knew that's where I was going with it. What is it? Have you seen this story about Betsy Davos? Betsy Davos? I can't stand her. Yeah. What did she, she say? Now? Oh, what, what was that? She compares abortion. Family. Yeah. She's a secretary oh, of education. And she compares God. abortion to slavery. Oh, and Ayanna Presley invites her to say it to my face. Mm. Mm. What? How, what? She compared it to slavery? According to The Hill, while speaking at an event for Colorado Christian University in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday, Davos made comments saying that the opposition to abortion reminds her of the ending of slavery during the former President Lincoln's administration. Now that's different. That is different. Mm -hmm. That's different than what said. Read that again. I want I want to hear okay. it again. I want All to right. So she here. says comments saying that opposition to abortion reminded her of the ending of slavery during the former President Lincoln's administration. Lincoln, too, contended with the pro-choice arguments of his day. They suggested that the state's choice to be a slave or to be free had no moral question in it. The state's choice to be slave or to be free. I actually, had, I actually get what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She's not saying she's not directly comparing, and this is what I'm hearing. Uh -huh. Sounds like to me she wasn't directly comparing comparing it to slavery to mm -hmm. abortion. It sounds like she's comparing the arguments for and against abortion to how the states argued for and against slavery. That's different, and I am no Betsy DeVos fan at all. She's crazy as hell. But that quote does not match the um, title of the... Okay. She says, well, President Lincoln reminded those pro-choicers that uh, that is a vast portion of American people that do not look upon the, um, the, that matter as being this very little thing. They look upon it as a vast moral evil. Lincoln was right about slavery, slavery, a choice then, and he would be right about life, a choice today. She continued because that's what um, she lost me. Huh? That's, okay. That's the point where she lost me, but it's been said freedom is not about doing what we want to do. Freedom is about having the right to do what we ought to do. Mm-hmm. I kind of sort of get because my opinion has already been don't mess with Roe v. Just let it stand. Um, because you know me, I don't believe we can legislate more morality. You know, mm -hmm. and I think that's what they're trying to do is trying to legislate morality. I'm more of a free will, and I'm more of a free will, and hope that everybody chooses the morally correct 
uh, choice, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, free will. But I hope everybody comes around and makes the the choice. But you know, if they don't, they don't. That's how I feel about it. Um, I'm not for abortion, but um, you know, I guess I guess I'm kind of sort of pro-choice. Like I'm not for abortion. Um, but to make it illegal, I don't know about making it illegal to get an abortion. Hmm. You know? Um I just hope nobody chooses to get abortion. I can say this. Living in Arizona, it was a few it was oh, that was a while ago. Dang. Mm-hmm. There was a um there was a we had an opportunity to vote something concerning abortion. No, that was a different one. That was something different. That was something different. Um, this one is hard for me because I am against abortion. I think, though, that it should be excruciatingly regulated. Like, national I'm talking national database uh data bank medical data bank mm-hmm. where you can get two in your life you oh one you can get you got your oops Ooh. your you oops your, and you have your medical reason wow i wow did you because, come up with that or yes that's your original this, this is my mind this is my mind's thinking right right you get your oops right right Everybody makes their whatever issues they make their mistakes. Okay, that goes in the database. Later on, when you're you might have a medical condition, you know something might come up with the child. The child might the child there might be some issues where you know you got to choose between the mother and the child. That this that and the third. Fine, and in some circumstances you can be granted more than your two in some circumstances because stuff happens but I remember girls at Central having three, four, five abortions while at Central and I'm sorry there's too much birth control it was too much birth control back in the 90s to have three, four, and five abortions and if you're out there doing that it is a health risk for the woman it, incre- it seriously increases the possibility of cervical cancer later on in life because they're literally scraping the inside of a uterus to get that child out. I would say one, one abortion. You, two. 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 I would say two only because, again, situations where. Well, no, you know, if- one with the medical exemption. No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would still say two because you know I could see things getting bogged down with you just have one and a medical exemption you know what I mean mm-hmm. two you know by that by that second one you know if there's something genetic that runs in your family if you know you're constant if you're having these issues then yeah you can opt for other types of pregnancy prevention methods but I mean, there are also situations where these babies, these poor babies are born completely deformed or they have diseases or things that they're not going to live outside of the womb. So mm-hmm. I, in those situations, like I could see it 
and I know my husband and if if we were if we had a child and it came down to me or the baby mm-hmm. he's going to say save my wife every time so those things should be taken into consideration as well but I've, I've had to I've seriously had to just sit down and realize that this is not a Christian nation as mm-hmm. much as they want to say it is it's not a Christian nation and unfortunately and I cannot hold the laws of this land to the stipulations or the standards of scripture this is not a Christian nation just because you put in God we trust on its money and you mentioned God a few times in the same constitution that had no rights for women that uh, pushed slavery that had laws for slavery and still having slavery for prisoners slavery is still legal in the United States according to the constitution so you know they can throw God in there but again there are many gods So what God are they worshiping? Hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, that's the only reason I can just say, you know what? Pro-choice and those of us who follow scripture, we will make the choice according to what we believe and let the heathens do what they do. <laughs> well, Congresswoman <laughs> Presley tweeted her and said, mm-hmm. dear Betsy, to my face. As a black woman and the chair of the Abortion Access Task Force, I invite you to come to come by the hill and say it to my face. We welcome the opportunity to educate you. Regards, Congresswoman. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Come say this to my face. Yeah. But I mean, you know, reading the quote that you just read, I don't like the way that the the titles to these to mm-hmm. these news she compares Sorry, abortion to slavery uh, it should have said she compares abortion argument to slavery argument because that's what it sounded like to me that she was mm-hmm. doing and again I'm no Betsy DeVos fan at all but that's what it sounded like to me that's what it sounded like to me I also see on the route that your boy Trump now says he's open to cut entitlements. <laughs> right? Like, uh, duh. If he cuts his own first, you right? I'm with him. Cut your own, excuse me, cut your own entitlements, but then we can talk. <laughs> the root says another day, another installment of the ongoing saga that is y'all's president is a lying ass liar. <laughs> love the root our subject I for tonight's episode is entitlement oh wow that is hilarious mm. that is hilarious cnn reports that when the current impeached president was asked by cnbc in davos mm-hmm. whether entitlements would ever be something on his plate he responded with at some point they will be this despite the fact that the president 
heavily campaigned on a promise that he would not touch Medicare or Social Security. Wait a minute. I don't consider Medicare and Social Security entitlements. I thought he was talking about uh, SNAP or WIC or, or food stamp. Well, it's not even food stamps anymore. What is it? I don't know, Chad. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful that has not been my struggle. No, I don't. Um, yeah, technically it is an entitlement because you receive it. Um, the amount that you receive or if you even receive it tax-free at all. Mm-hmm. Is based on your income. I don't think so, he's. Yeah. It's an entire. Hopefully, he won't get reelected, and we won't well, have to. I mean, he's doing all of this prior to the reelection. Like, I mean, he's been Bible thumping here lately, and you know, he was the first president to attend a march, March for Life rally. Mm. So he's um. He's pushing he's pushing his base for what he knows they want to hear. So there it is. Mm. That's all it is. He's pushing his base. All the things that he had promises, all those little social issues he's promised his base, he's gonna he's going for it. Because he's he has to. With the impeachment trials and everything going on, he's got to get his base because there's a lot of people that want to see evidence. They want, they want um, evidence presented. They want to see, but he doesn't want that. That's why they in the impeachment trials, they're constantly his side is arguing process. The other side is arguing evidence. Well, you know, truth be told. Oh gosh, here we go. Now, actually, truth be told, mm-hmm. they kind of sort of have a case to impeach the man. What you mean, kind of sort of? They have D. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I said it. No, they got to agree. I know you don't agree with the impeachment, but they have always had a case. Did you read the Mueller report? Well, that's what I mean. Like, we could impeach him, but. Uh, the severity of what he did versus actually it ousted don't him. It don't. They're not gonna, no, they're not going to actually get rid. They're not going to actually, you know, kick him out of office. I honestly don't think that that should happen. Yeah. But there does need to be a trial. There's yeah, I don't. I don't want to see him removed. We only got a little more time. Let's get his ass up out of there. And that's fine. I have no problem with the idea of voting him out. That's not an issue. The issue is, should there actually be a trial? And I say yes, because the charges are real and the crimes are real. Well, if they had a real trial, he would be found guilty. (laughs) Exactly. And that's why that's why his side is pushing process, 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 process. But I have no just doubt. Following the rules that were established back when, um, oh boy, your uh, the other bill. Oh, your boy Bill Clinton. Clinton. Yeah, when Clinton went through. So you know, it is what it is. Mm. I 
think they need to have the trial. And I think I heard I heard a a number close to seventy percent of Americans across the board want to see evidence. And less but less than fifty percent want him actually removed from office. But they do want to see the evidence. And that's me. I'm in that that percentage. I want to see because I think I'm one of the few people that actually did I did I can't say I read it word for word but I really did do like a hard scan because that's a that's a thick little book I picked it up at the airport when I was flying back mm-hmm. from North Cackalack I'm looking at this article in medium black people and people of color aren't interchangeable ever no they're not People of color is a, um, now again, I am a Dr. Claude Anderson student. So those of you who are listening that are familiar with Dr. Claude Anderson will know exactly where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. POC or people of color, that turn of phrase Mm -hmm. is just another way to, um, what's the word? dilute issues that specifically pertain to black people medium says interchangeable the article says last week i tweeted that bernie will lose the democratic nomination because he lacks enough black votes or bernie bro responded with an article stating that bernie polled toward the top of candidates with people of color poc (laughs) i let the bro know POC and black people aren't interchangeable. Exactly. His response, I stand corrected because Mm -hmm. the bros never apologize for being wrong. They're too busy telling black folks what Bernie has done for us. White people refuse to see the difference among the different races. They believe black people's experience are no different than Latino, Asian, or indigenous people. We're all the same to them, meaning we're not we're not white this is ignorance this is laziness and racist (laughs) as much as white people insist on educating me about racism which is both infuriating and laughable they spend little time educating themselves about the experiences of non-white people in this country instead they choose to listen and believe people like bernie who state uh, who state as if we were uh who state as if it were facts that all minorities experience the same racism and oppression what you think Mm -hmm. oh i agree but it's our fault though (laughs) it's our fault yeah just like the n-word it's our fault yeah i still use it i gotta stop but i when i use the word but it's our fault when i say nigga i include white people like anybody who does something dumb no Mm -mm. that's what i i use it interchangeable no Mm -mm. trump nigga (laughs) no no 
I wouldn't even put him up on the same level as that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's below that. So no, I mean me being being the wordy person I am, considering my career, um, the word means a stupid, ignorant person. Um, I don't prescribe to that and especially considering you know all the hell that our ancestors went through over that word mm-hmm. no. no I respect my grandparents too much to use that word I respect myself too much to use that word I'm good with it now you know if I'm laughing and joking I might say negro please that's about the closest you gonna hear from me I mean, I grew up not even 20 miles, 20, 30 miles from the plantation where my family came off of. My husband's family, the plantation his family came off of, Somerset Place. The slave cabins are still standing. Jeez. So, you know, I, I respect those people who died, who lived and died in that space where that word was used in the worst derogatory terms to use it. And I understand everybody didn't grow up that way, but it's our fault that all of our people don't know that history. I'm um I'm a part of this group on Facebook called Black Teachers Rock, right? Mm-hmm. And it was an article that says something about black um, children um, know the least about their own history and in the article it was going in about you know how this was a shame and da 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 and my reply was public school is not meant to teach your child about their own history all the other cultural groups have their own cultural schools for their children why don't we we yeah. don't because the attitude, the integration. Oh, we want to be, we want to be included. We want to be included. And part of that inclusion is a dilution of yourself. So don't be upset when little 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 Johnny does not know the difference between Malcolm and Martin, or they don't know when slavery. Or you got some little black children that think that Martin was a slave. I can like, believe it. Really? I can believe it. But it's our own fault. We did not invest enough in ourselves. Again, black institutions, black HBCUs. We didn't we we don't invest in ourselves. You can show these children a picture of Rosa Parks. Mm, have no idea. They don't have any they may say, Oh, that's Harriet Tubman. Bethune, Mary, was it Mary McLeod Bethune? They don't know who that is. No, they don't know. They they have no idea who Garvey was or Du Bois or Du Bois. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm country. I say Du Bois. <laughs> That's all our fault. That's our fault. You know, we in, we insisted so hard on integration and inclusion and. <laughs> And in in the back of our psyche, doing all of that said that what we have and who we are is not good enough. Mm. You know, other cultures, yeah, they send their children to public school, but trust and believe um, they got Saturday school or they have their cultural 
from schools two or three days out of the week after school where they learn about themselves and where they come from. We didn't, and that's our own fault. So it is what it is until we change it. We shall overcome one day. No, we won't. Deep in my heart. No. See, that's some of that wishful thinking mess. No. And I do believe overcome. We will overcome when we make a plan and we could agree to the plan to overcome and we do it. That's when we will overcome. Other than that, honey, enjoy the fruits of the integration nation, honey. You (laughs) people's a color. Get your color on. I'm on medium. This article says mm-hmm. it says can white people have racial dating preferences? Uh, uh, preferences. Why not? That's that's what I feel. And the article says uh, a white guy says I'm not a racist, but I would never date a black girl. A white okay. man messaged me this confession during my days uh, of Bumble dating, which was a Bumble was a um, something like Tumblr. One of those oh, sites, okay. one of those dating sites. God, I just learned what Tumblr was the other day when I saw that. Well, not what not Tumblr, but uh, uh, what's the one? Tinder, Tinder, Tinder. Sort of like yeah, Tinder, I but I want to say with Bumble, it was a little bit different. Where women liked it because the the men can register for, if I'm not mistaken, the men can register for Bumble, but they mm-hmm. can't. Send a message to a woman. A woman has to initiate the contact. Okay. Right. Okay. I can see. So that. yeah. So women loved it because, like, the men, you could put your profile up there, but the woman gets to make. She has to make the initial hmm. contact. Okay. And so this lady gets messaged the white man back and says, "But you haven't met every black woman on the planet." I replied, "Yeah." But it's just a preference I have. We all have preferences. But when um but they have to do with race, that's not a preference. That's a bias. That's a preference. She says it's not a preference, it's a bias. Mm-hmm. Okay. He continued to argue and defend his stance. And I felt uh I was left feeling deeply unsettled and turned off. I started thinking more about the topic of dating preferences involving race ethnicity after reading um i can't even pronounce that whoever it was they wrote whoever it was wrote an essay called the unfuckability of brown dudes Oh, oh! I gotta look that one up. That sounds good. In it, he touches on the fact that some dating app users explicitly state no Indians or Asians in their bios, while not all preferences are so explicitly stated. They are still very, very much there. But if, mm-hmm. but if a random Bumbledoo thirty number thirty seven. Let's just call him that Hadn't outed himself by telling me About his totally Not racist way of dating I would have never known 
he felt comfortable telling me a white a, um he felt comfortable telling me a white woman that he would never date a black person so if it was truly an innocent preference he should have felt comfortable telling the whole world um telling the whole world via the, his date and bio right so i guess she's saying he should have put that on his page my question is this if he doesn't want to date a black woman what did he what did she think her arguing with him was going to do change his mind about whether or not to date a black woman like i'm seeing this as a i gotta prove myself that i'm worthy of you type of situation when in my mind i'm like sis if you don't want you you don't want you move on you wasting time you know what i mean like yeah like i if i were dating i and i've told you this i'd never date a guy from the south especially the southeast a white guy i wouldn't because they might be one generation from the clan i ain't trying to get strung up that's just what it is you know and i i personally don't find them attractive just white males in general they're i just don't um just like i don't find asian men attractive I personally don't think a pref a racial preference is racist because I feel um by nurture I feel like I am more apt to love is I'm more apt to be attracted to a black woman because of nurture. Mhm. I mean, yeah. And I don't, you know, my preference, it, it, you know, I, I prefer black women because it's not because I have, I don't like white people mm-hmm. or anything, or I don't find white people attractive. It's just that in my life, I was yeah. raised by black women, mm-hmm. right? Um, the teachers who took, t- took the most time and really, uh, nurtured me and, and you know those those teachers were black women mm-hmm. um i tend to live in apartment complexes full of black people mm-hmm. my church is predominantly black <laughs> i went to mm-hmm. an hbcu there are no white women in my immediate circle. circle that i even all my white friends are white males i don't have the opportunity to meet white women other than the ones I work with mm-hmm. but even then it, you know even then when I see them I don't I don't even consider them like I you know I you know I could see like I could be working with a very attractive black woman and I'll notice her like mm-hmm. when it comes to white women I, it's just like I don't even even consider i don't even my mind doesn't even go there and a lot of times it but naturally it's in my mind it's not even an option 
<laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't even know I wouldn't even know how to date a white woman. I don't I would I don't know I don't know I wouldn't know how to go about it because I never have. But here's the thing. I don't have anything against white women. Yeah. Some of them are fine. I think they're attract I look at them. Like when I see a very attractive white woman walk by, I'm attracted to her. Mm-hmm. But the thought just, never crosses my mind to try to go up to and talk to this white woman. I don't know. It's just out in my mind. It's like that's not an option. Mm. My prayer, you know. Now, I like Hispanic women. I would consider dating a Hispanic woman. Mm-hmm. I would consider dating an Arab woman. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, <laughs> I don't know. It's, I I want some brown. Mm-hmm. And then, like the white women that I am attracted to, mm-hmm. they have dark hair. Mm-hmm. They have full lips. They kind of, sort of, or kind of, sort of. They have. Afro-American features mm-hmm. Or just African features Yeah just African features mm-hmm. Or they're shaped like black women So that's why I come to the conclusion That It is obvious That that's what I like mm-hmm. And I'm not racist At all no, you're not. I am not. Yeah, I. You know, you really I like white people. As good as you could be. I like white people. Oh my god. I do. I like them. And I told you this version that we got now. I'm like Chris Rock. This version that we got now. I think it's a pretty good version, man. I like white people. They gotta have some more funerals for me to say that. I like white people. Talk about this in about twenty years. When and I, I, I put it like this. And die. I put it like this. If I if I was in close proximity with a I feel that if I was in pro, close proximity with a, a white woman and um if it was organic and natural mm-hmm. I feel I have the ability to love a white woman. If if there was some chemistry and it was organic and it was natural I do believe I have the ability to to love romantically love a white woman, maybe marry a white woman, but it's gotta it's gonna have to be special though. It's gonna have to be some love though. I am not, and you know I'm not even opposed to interracial dating as long as you don't date because as long as you met this woman organically and you truly fell in love with this woman. And you truly love this woman for who she is And she truly loves you for who you are And you're not doing this for A trophy wife or uh, Because this black man I don't care that much about what other people do Mm -hmm. You know if, if they want him for a trophy wife Okay that's If she cool with that then fine I don't care I just know for me Mm-mm. Even if they were Hispanic, I would prefer Puerto Rican or Dominican. 
a Brazilian. Like, um, yeah, I need some, I need some chocolate, not just brown. I need some chocolate somewhere in there. Um, and gosh, if I were to ever date, if I if something happened, heaven forbid, to my husband, and I were to ever get into a relationship with a American white person. I I can't say that I would I could I don't know I, it, it would be so hard for that to even start for me to even get past the idea of the start I mean I've I've had white guys flirt with me before mm-hmm. um, white men flirt a lot different a lot sweeter than um, black men they're a lot more um, they dote on you more which is cool it's just in the back of my mind is always okay so what do you why what's your what's your motivation and granted these were men that flirted while I was married and who knew I was married but didn't care I put it this way now white men got some good taste in black women I'd be mad you did you keep saying that pissed man they be getting them good ones. No, 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 no. No, I said this before. They get the ones that black men don't want. They get us. I chocolate don't know. Sisters with the natural hair. Uh, uh, Dion, chocolate sisters with the natural hair just came in style maybe about four or five years ago. Don't sit over there and act like all y'all brothers been appreciating all of this chocolate and all of this. this, this I never like weave. When I was a little boy That's you though When I was a little boy And I saw Grace Jones I had a thing for Grace Jones you And it don't get It don't get any blacker than Grace Jones I have known you since 1998 No 1998 Damn we known each other for a long time You're Right. You were not the norm Cause that Grace Jones It don't get no blacker than Grace Jones but I'm just saying, like, I didn't, I, I just so happened to be around when Laura Hill was popular and I was the cutie. Yeah. That was that. You'd be surprised how many times I get called Laura Hill, even to this day. Oh, you remind me of Laura. Okay, thanks. That's kind of old. They've been saying that since the 90s. Can we move on? But that's a, this is a very recent phenomenon. Y'all know, you, you know, you got, you got male friends. You know how y'all at. I like medium. Medium has some good stories. It says five Mm. phrases. I guess this is to uh, white people. Five phrases your black friends wish you'd stop saying. I I like how you cut that off right quick. Uh Uh-huh. What five (laughs) phrases? So they says, statistically speaking, about 75% of white people don't have a black friend. Okay. But on the off chance that you are one of the white people who do, I have a message for you <laughs> from one of your black friends. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, you're so strong. <laughs> and so they say, while on the surface, this may seem to be a compliment, it's really not. For many black women, oh, strength oh. has oh, an automatic association with silent suffering. 
and dehumanization that accompanies emotional denial. The strong black woman archetype is based on centuries of pseudo-scientific experimentation on black women that has contributed to the modern day racial bias and physical pain management. But the stereotype has been bled out of medical out of the medical world and into society at large where it is widely believed that black women simply don't feel physical or emotional pain the same way their white counterparts do this is a dangerous assumption and a callous treatment that grows out (laughs) out of it led by black women to embody the superwoman stereotype to the detriment of our mental, physical, and emotional health. <laughs> wow, that's okay. deep. That ain't just for your white friend. That's also for your black husband, brother, daddy, whoever, because black men do that to us too. They expect us to be the strong ones, to nurture and build and do all of this stuff. So don't just put that on. Don't uh uh-uh. uh. It came from black men. Don't do it. They want to sit now. Yeah, it's some of it did have to do with medical, and you know how they would do all those experiments and stuff on us. But black men do it too. I have had to correct my husband a few times. Mm. I wanted a strong black. No 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 no. I'm not your mule. I'm not your beast of burden. I am not your mule, boo boo fall back so black men are just as guilty of that than anybody and we hear it most from our black men and black women some of them have picked up that cake and they are willing mules but I'm telling you whoever wrote that they left out black men because black men are the main ones that say that okay I'm telling you it is not a compliment number two you are so articulate. Oh my gosh. I hate ooh, ooh, I hate that one. Ooh, mm. Oh, that hurts my soul. <laughs> I think this is gonna be just a bunch of I can't things. count the number of times people have told me this, even though I was born in the United States, speak two languages languages fluently. And I was a, a statewide speech and debate champion in high school. Somehow, mm-hmm. it still surprises folks that I speak English well, <laughs> and that I use multisyllabic words. <laughs> oh, this 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 writer is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I agree with him, especially when Obama got. Oh gosh. When he got elected president, that's the first thing out of their mouth. He's so articulate. Oh, I got another one for you. What's that? I'm an English teacher. You would be surprised at the shock on parents' faces when I pop up and I'm like, I'm the English teacher. (laughs) What? what? Mm Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Miss. Mm, I almost slipped and said it. <laughs> oh, you're Miss. Yes, I am. How can I help you? <laughs> like you gonna get up there talking like Jar Jar Binks? 
Thank you. Like I should be the English teacher. <laughs> I hate you. I be teaching English. You'd be surprised at how much foolishness. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut like, you. Like you read so hard. well. Oh gosh, that word. Only been reading forty some odd years. Thanks. <laughs> a little habit I happen to pick up. Yeah, you know, when I was a little oh, kid, they started them. They started me on CA Zoo and Kangaroo. <laughs> you remember CA Zoo and Kangaroo? The reading. <laughs> You're so silly. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, number three. Ooh. Mm. Number three. I wish I could wear slash get away with a styling my hair that way. Mm. Mainly you should stop saying this because this is not true. In 2020, any hairstyle you can phantom is just a lace front. And a dream away <laughs> And lord knows There is no shortage of white women Appropriating black culture Fashion mm-hmm. and even our Complexion <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> That is hilarious The key to understanding the racist impact of this phrase Is unpacking That spoken or implied Get away with Part of this statement Mm-hmm. At worst, you're saying that black culture, black cultural expression is something to be gotten away with, i.e., something inherently bad or wrong. And at best, you're admitting that if you were, um, if there were no social consequences for white cultural appropriation of black style, you would gladly participate in it. Your black friend understands this dichotomy, even if you aren't fully conscious of it yet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that brings up something I want to discuss later. So I just wanted to ask you a quick question. But we can go ahead through these. Number four, you're not really black. What is this about? <clears throat> I've heard this one. I think I, if this is where I'm going, I think I've heard this. One. When I was younger and deeply ensconced in the talented 10th mentally, I used to consider this a compliment. After all, I knew what people meant by it. I was well-spoken, intelligent, cultured, respectable. I was all the things their limited interaction with blackness taught them. Most most people who looked like me were not. Mm-hmm. Every metric my white friends have ever used to measure my blackness is rooted in the false stereotypes. There is nothing exceptional about a black woman who reads or listens to John Mayer or excels at chemistry or likes beach vacations. Your black friends enjoy the same activities um, as you. And it doesn't make her any less black, but you think it does. And it makes you less cultured. Mm-hmm. I had coworkers. Um, I had a coworker told me one time i'm like yeah i you know i told him where i've been some of the places i've been in and that i like the mountains and some of the activities he said oh you like white people Mm -hmm. but i mean i i get the same thing from black people 
when I tell them how much I love to go camping and right, like black stuff. people don't like. I like camp. The, the, apparently, we're anomalies because, um, yeah, apparently, you know, I backpacked yeah. through Europe. Yeah, I backpacked. I slept mm-hmm. in the tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's that one goes both ways. I can't. I, I yeah, because I mean, I grew up being called Oreo in my hometown. Kids in my class, they called me Oreo. Because apparently I was obviously black on the outside, but I had like a white girl on the inside. And that was from other black folks. So, because I guess again, speaking proper English, going on vacations every year with your family and not participating in stereotypical Negro activities qualified me for that. So, Num- yeah, I get it. And number five, I don't, I don't. Number five says I can't believe it. Can't believe. Okay. This kind of statement is insidiously harmful because it assumes white ignorance is the equivalent of racial innocence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Said Robin D'Angelo said it best on a recent episode of good ancestor podcast white people are not innocent on race i think it's kind of willfully i think it's the kind of willful refusal to see or to know because people of color you've been telling us forever an unarmed black child is murdered by the police and you can't believe it the president fills his cabinet with white supremacists and you can't believe it a 16 year old white girl plots to murder a church full of black parishioners and you can't believe it i'll admit the election of trump came as a shock to me not because of what i knew of this country but because of what i wanted and needed to believe about my country i understand how hard it can be to admit to oneself the, uh, the relationship you're emotionally invested in is actually a toxic and abusive one. But I also understand that denial helps to keep us in a toxic and abusive situation. Mm-hmm. That's so multi, that's, that's multi-level too. It's very multi Americans, whether black or white, have a toxic relationship with race, privilege, and power. And that relationship is sustained in large part by collective denial and willful ignorance. Mm-hmm. I agree. Man, y'all got me going deep tonight. <laughs> hey, that's fine, honey. Come on out to the deep with me, D. Come out to the deep. I think that's what we should call this episode, Willful Ignorance. Willful ignorance. Willful ignorance. I like that. That's the name. Willful ignorance. Okay. I like that what article. That was a good article. I pay for medium Send too. Me that link. Yeah, I pay Send for me medium. You might not because this this is this may be behind the paywall. Oh. Yeah. I'll you try to send it to you. And put it in an email. Huh? 
Okay. Okay. Look, 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 I'll bootleg some articles. I won't bootleg a movie, but I'll bootleg some articles now. Yeah, it's it may be behind the paywall. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, did I accidentally dismiss that story? I did not mean <gasps> to do that. Uh-uh. Bring it back. Terrible. I was trying to bookmark it. Okay. That's fine. But yeah, I still like that title, Willful Ignorance. I did not want to do that. Yeah, it's done. It's cool. I'll find it though. Okay. (laughs) Now, what were you saying though? You said it's something else you wanted to talk about? Assimilation versus appropriation. Mm. What are your views? Assimilation versus appropriation, cultural appropriation. When it comes to white people? Just in general. When it comes to, I mean, the show is about us and them. So, assimilation versus appropriation. I don't get what you're asking, though. So. I guess maybe I should walk it back because there's I, I in in those conversations where there's an issue of somebody being upset that someone has appropriated something. You always have someone from the other side, usually a white woman, mm-hmm. that tries to throw in, well, you know, black women straighten their hair. Um, or black women get permed or get relaxers to straighten their hair and that's not natural that's appropriation of our culture yeah I've seen that plenty of times and I just laughed because I'm like again going back to that willful ignorance like do they really not know that um, we do this for you but see also on the other hand um that's the part of that that slave mentality we make adjustments for them that they're not even aware of if we make adjustments or if we if we do things to assimilate that they're not even aware of is it their fault if we just take it upon ourselves to make them them comfortable whose fault is that and it's our fault if we do things to make them come because well just think about it and I'm and this is no shade at all to Madam CJ Walker at all I know she's got it there's a movie coming out mm-hmm. her, uh, you know with um, I think Octavia Spencer I heard from from the help mm-hmm. and I'm curious because I never really looked into um, like her life story but I'm curious as to what her motivation was to creating hair strength straightening products. Was it really an issue with employers and this, that, and a third? Or was it an assumption by black women that they will be more acceptable in the workplace if they straighten their hair? Because if it was the latter that's on us if they didn't if if because i mean you see how amazed and shocked they are when they see a black woman's hair and everything that we can do with our hair 
it it all stemmed from her didn't it yeah she was probably the most popular one but i'm pretty sure she wasn't the absolute first but wait a minute weren't we weren't we um weren't we straight in our hair long before her she just did it chemic safely and chemically did it safely probably yeah because i'm pretty sure it was hot combing we was probably hot combing before she came around we were hot combing probably and probably putting lie putting lie in the head and stuff she probably made it chemically safe So, you know, those are just some questions that are floating out there when I when I think about that. I I, um, I would love to know what her thinking was. Maybe she just saw mm-hmm. maybe she just saw maybe it was as simple as she saw a need. Maybe she looked at more financial, she saw a niche and she did it just strictly for, for financial gain. Maybe it didn't go any deeper than that. Possibly. Maybe she's like, you know, Wow, this formula right here will straighten the hair without hot comb, heat damage, or lie. And you can use it multiple applications and it gets it straighter. Mm-hmm. So maybe she just saw an opportunity, but I that was that's interesting. I never really thought about it in the context of what what her motivation was in creating that product. Mm-hmm. Um does she got any writing? I wonder if she's got any writings or kept a diary because you know back in the days folk kept writings and diaries and stuff like that but even um even negating her you know you had the 60s and the 70s where you know the natural was was what you did but then the end of the 70s going into the 80s in addition to you know this influx of blacks going into especially these government positions mm-hmm. um you also saw the relaxer come down with the <laughs> with the iron fist relaxes jerry curls anything to relax or make uh make us seem less threatening so again not even considering her what was the motivation then in the seven in the late 70s and early 80s was it to quote unquote fit in so you wouldn't be the you wouldn't be considered threatening or was it and if that was the case was that what was said or implied from them or was, was that what was assumed from us fried died and laid to the side <laughs> basically I so saw those um, are some some things yeah. to consider, some things to think about. What you see? I saw this uh this is documentary is about James Brown. Cause mm-hmm. you know James Brown went through the whole perm. Remember he did the whole perm phase? Yeah. And then he cut it all off mm-hmm. and went all natural and started making songs like Say It Loud. I'm black, I'm black and, and I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh seventies. But this hair thing, man. I she start. I wonder if she could, if she was a, if she was alive today, mm-hmm. and saw what it became. Oh, uh, mama, she would be. I think she would be highly disappointed. 
think she would be. She's like, I wish I'd never made that creamy crack. Mm-hmm. Highly disappointed. I keep hoping. I always hope that one day that everybody was just gonna put down the weave and just be like, you know what? Like the Jerry Curl. Remember when we put the Jerry Curl down? Mm-hmm. I was hoping they did the weed the same thing. We just gonna let it go one day. Everybody's just gonna be natural. Oh, so well, th- this is the other question. What do you consider natural? Do you consider natural just the hair that grows out of your head, or do you consider natural hair that hasn't been treated by any chemicals? Um, hair that comes out your head that you can put moisturizers on and conditioners, but. Okay. Not straightened. So you don't consider relaxers to be natural? That's not natural hair when you put relax. What about color treated hair? If it's your natural texture, if it's your natural hair texture, you could okay. put color in it. Okay. And that's I, just a That's just color, you know. That's not it's just a question. Straightening your hair strands and making them, yeah. It's not really processing It's just coloring hmm. Well I'll say this Because I used to color my hair You remember when I was in my honey blonde and red When we Was I honey blonde? You had highlights Like your locks were You did, did. do a little dyeing in your locks I did I did Um it is a chemical process and it can be very damaging but I get your point because um, that is a conversation that women have sometimes you know what is considered natural you got some that that consider natural no weaves but still having relaxers or being relaxed or whatever mm. and then you have those that are on the other end of the spectrum where you're only natural if you don't do anything at all to alter the color or the texture of your hair. Most people are in between where mm-hmm. they're just like, don't alter. If you alter the texture of your hair, then you're considered natural. That sounds like the argument of levels of blackness or. Mm, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that deep. <laughs> um, It could be though. It could be for some. I don't take it that deep because, you know. I'm such I'm so I'm so hard on this I really just don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> what other people do kind of deal I just know what I won't do I don't intend to color my hair even to color cover my gray when I get them so yeah I'm I'm kind of all gray so yeah I kind of sort of where I am I just dye my hair but I can't dye my hair no more because the last the last time I dyed my hair, I had an allergic reaction. Oh. And it was it's bad. And I'm still dealing with it. Like I am sore in the crown and I broke out in bumps and I scratched all my hair out. I'm a um so if you have the patience, because it does take patience. If you have the patience, um, I have a very good suggestion for you because I honestly believe that this is why I don't have any gray hair now. Okay. Um, fenugreek oil. Who? Fenugreek. It's a it's a herb. Okay. It's a, actually, it's a it's a seed. Mm-hmm. 
And so about, I'd say about five, six years ago, mm-hmm. I was just looking up different things and I saw that it prevents graying. Yeah. And it also moisturizes and nourishes your scalp. So once a year, once or twice a year, I mm. make my fenugreek oil infusion. And that's what I use on my, my hair and my scalp. And um, yeah, I haven't had any gray hair, even though by my age, my mother had gray hair. Um, my baby sister has gray hair. She's 25. Yeah. But I don't have any. But I scratched my hair out at the top. Yeah, it'll it also helps heal. And um, luckily, when I look up there, there's still follicles. So luckily, I still got hair follicles in there because I was scared Mm -hmm. it's going to be smooth. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'm going to see a specialist because Mm -hmm. that dye jacked me. Well, what happened is um, so I had like some dandruff because when the winter comes, I have to like keep my scalp oil 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 because the winter is rough on me i have to stay lotion i'm one of them people i dry out and uh, i don't necessarily stay hydrated because i like to drink sodas and i Mm -hmm. tend to have problems um and so i um i scratched my scalp Mm -hmm. raw and then dyed my hair on top of it and that reaction was bad yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, so I'm just hopefully like I haven't done too much damage, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's kind of it was kind of bad. Oh, you gotta embrace your grace. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna get a low Caesar because like my hair is kind of broke off in places and there's patches mm-hmm. in the back and it's just just not looking good back there. So I'm gonna like do a low Caesar. And keep my scalp oiled and take better mm-hmm. care of my, my scalp. And hopefully it'll grow back even. Okay. Yeah, I'll say you, y'all men can get away with stuff like that. You okay. don't have to. Yeah. I'm not bald. That's a good thing. Because like I said. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't tell. Well, you can see where I scratched up in here and I broke the hair mm-hmm. off. Okay. And um, Yeah. So yeah, it's I scratched it out, and um, I'm just gonna have to start all over. And um, aloe vera will help you too. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did natural mother's vinegar. I know that will dry you too, but what I um, vinegar with the mother. Yeah, with the mother in it, and I use oh, I, I use this right here. Doctor Miracles. Yeah. Yeah, I put a shower cap on. I put this stuff in there. I let it sit. I just to moisturize that scalp. So I'm having to do that once a week. Oh. Yeah, I gotta. I had to do something. I'm like, man, I'm gonna end up bald headed. I don't take care of this right now. So. Yeah, gotta make that appointment. Get that taken care of. Yeah, I'm hoping it's not some other type of autoimmune response or something like that. You know. No, it's probably just the dye, the hair dye. Yeah, that hair dye did it rough. So, yeah, I'm going to have to. I'm not, I don't even think I'm going to do any more color treatment to my hair at all, period. Gotcha. Yeah, leave that alone. Yeah. And you got to send me that. um, That I don't, you know, I'm not one to believe in herbal medicine, though. Why? To a certain extent. I I ain't going to lie, because, um, 
one thing that old people taught me that really works with sinus infections when I get them is the boil vinegar and breathe in the vapor. Mm-hmm. And that tends to um, pretty much uh, it kills my sinus infection. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it ever since. It's too weird. When I get a bad sinus infection, when I do that, mm-hmm. I'll end up the next day um coughing out the infection or the infection mm-hmm. coming out. So that works for me. So and uh I remember when we had cold my dad did the what the rabbit tobacco tea. Mm-hmm. That rabbit tobacco you get off the ditch bank. Which mm-hmm. I think the Food and Drug Administration labeled rabbit tobacco as an actual drug. Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah cause cause people smoked it. So I'm no, I'm no stranger to these herbs. That must have been something they was doing in your part of North Carolina. I don't recall. What anybody. rabbit tobacco tea? Yeah. When you get a cold, Mm-mm. and then they put that bear fat on you, that old stinking bear fat. Sometimes, yeah. Bear fat. Bear See, fat. That's some of that. That's that's that's. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's your neck of the woods. We didn't do that. Put you, rub you down in Vicks vapor rub and bear fat, and then put you in the bed, and then put fifteen blankets on you. Put fifteen blankets on you. They gonna make you sweat that cold. Are you gonna sweat that cold out? That that's nasty. A little bit of kerosene and sugar. See, we again, we didn't do that in Northeast. A little bit of moonshine. No, it's called some castor oil and uh, orange juice in senior, but oh, oh, Father John's. Oh gosh, Father John's would clear out everything, but it won't no darn bear fat. There was a cold medicine. It was called, and I, I, I lie to you not. This cold medicine was called six six six. It was three sixes. Yes, it was. Look it up. Google. Do cold medicine. Six, six, six. We called it the devil's slobber. Oh, no. It was the devil's slobber. That ish tasted like, like, I can't even describe how nasty that was. You know what it took to hold that down? And not er, not barf that stuff back. That stuff tasted like. Oh gosh! <laughs> I can't even describe how it tasted. Oh gosh! Active ingredients per two tablespoons: acetaminophen, pain reliever, dextromethorphan, methorphan, hydrobromide. Phenoprine HCL hydrochloric. The Ooh. devil's slobber. <laughs> it tasted like straight. It tasted like straight sulfur, oh, turpentine, oh, navel lint, butt sweat, <laughs> burnt plastic, this and old boiled. Cigarette butts. That crap tasted horrible. <laughs> this is funny. 
ain't never in my life. Okay. That's hilarious. And they made yeah, us take that. A med a Christian household made the children take a medicine that was six six six. Again, we didn't do that in northeastern North Carolina. That's some of that southeastern North Carolina stuff. We took Father John's. I remember Father John. That yeah. And that's that was it. Father John tasted like uh hot cocoa and fish oil. Yes, it did. That's and nasty. I still, take, I still take fish oil to this day. And see the old folk thought that three sixes work. You know why? Cause once the kids took it one time, you didn't care how sick you was. You gonna act like you was well because you did not want to take that nasty medicine. You kept it to yourself. You just uh uh that stuff tasted horrible. You just took it to the Lord in prayer. You just kept it to yourself. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You did not sniffle in the house. You're going to go around the corner downstairs to sniffle. And close the bathroom, though. Mm, mm, mm. That's funny. Because you didn't want your parents to eat. Boy, you got cold? You got cold? Come here. Let me see your nose. That's funny. But that three sixes was horrible. Yeah, I never, I, I never partook of three. I would never give that to, to my kids. Now, do give, I, I give my husband and my child cod liver oil. They know, don't. Yeah, cod liver oil was nasty. Either. Either. Mm-hmm. Come here, come here, come on. I'll make them a smoothie. Take this, drink that smoothie. Go on, lay down. It'll clear them out. It worked. I take it every day. Three sixes. Try it sometime. No, I'm good. The devil slobble. <laughs> it's still crazy you call it that. That's crazy. The devil slobble. Anybody's ever taken it? Know how bad that crap tastes. Mm. Never get That's sick okay. again. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. We going on an hour forty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. anything you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I think I done. Uh, I'm sure I've ruffled a few feathers. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I'm pretty sure I did. Now, the uncut version is going on my channel. That's fine. I don't know. I don't know what you. I need to do some. I need you to help. Me I got recorded me. saying I love white people, <laughs> so I'm all right. You edit it out. You just gonna edit it out. I like white people. Ain't nothing wrong with white folks. They ain't fine. nothing at all. Mm-mm, they fine with me. I told you this version we got now, man. Mm. We getting to the point. Maybe. One more iteration, we might be there. Maybe. Maybe not. I honestly don't think about it that often to even really put much. How's tax season going? It's going i already started um prepping returns tomorrow is the day that the irs starts processing january 27th for individual i filed mine two days ago 
Yeah, but it's it's not actually processed yet. It's in it's in a waiting line. Yeah, it's been accepted. Yeah. You know when a Negro, you know when a Negro's getting a return because he already filed it. Oh. Some of them twos come. You was a. I'm over to H&R Block taking a picture of it. Like, click. You went to H&R Block? Yeah. Because How let me tell you. they charge you? Free. Because the government, oh, that's right. the f- government got a hold of H&R Block and said, look, we tired of y'all playing them games with people. Because remember, there was that big article about how the government wanted to make it where you can file for free. But you've then. You've always been able to file. You've always been able to file for free, right? So they 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 turned it over to H and R Block and all the little tax companies, mm-hmm. and they were like, you know, we're gonna do this simple file, free for most people who make under a certain amount, whatnot, whatever. And then H and R Block and all the other companies like, yeah, we're gonna take care of that for you. We'll do it. Send them our way. And you know how you go to H and R Block for years, and you would go and you click the free file, but some way through their manipulation, you ended up paying some money. Are paying for the state, or they'll somehow they you think you you'd be on the free track, but somehow you get on the paid track, and it was so hard to find the free link, and then somebody wrote a big article and called them out on that, and the government was like, "No, you need to stop doing that." And this year was the first year I was able to click on free file. I even got my state filed for free. Used to you didn't get that with H and R Block. You got you might if you were lucky enough, and you paid attention to the tricky ways they asked those questions, and you stayed on that free track, and you were able to get to the end. You could file Fed for free, but you were gonna pay a little something for the state. Mm-hmm. This year, there were no tricks. Mm-hmm. I filed free all the way to the end. I took a picture of my W two. That's all I had to do. Take a picture. With their little app, and then I had to confirm they put everything in the right place, and bam, brother got a refund. Well, I'm gonna tell you, you are a single person mm-hmm. with one W two, one, and no children. No children. Those are the people who should file for free. Right. I work for the man. One W uh, two, one. That's it. From the big house. Now, you, boy, for you ask. There's there's multiple reasons why people's uh, returns would get to be more because they charge by the uh, form. Right. For the number of W twos, if you got business income, ten ninety nine income, tip in, income, all of that stuff is extra. If you have a house. That's mm-hmm. extra. That's a whole other form. So, you know, I, I get it, but uh, this is a completely biased position from a tax preparer for over ten years. Uh, uh, yeah, H and R Block ain't gonna help you when the IRS come knocking on your door if you did something wrong and or illegal. Right. If you right. Did it. And I didn't because I mean, basically, basically though, like you said, anybody that file as straight as I do, it Mm. should be free. And I mean, because really, they know it anyway. Because remember, I told you if you work for somebody that has ADP, 
You don't even have to take a picture. You just put in that number yeah. and they are they automatically file it. Like I get it. And mm. I guess what some people what people in general don't get about the way the American tax system is set up is it's a it's a system to where yes they know what you earn but no they don't know what your expenses are and where your expenses were right so that form is an opportunity for you to get as many deductions as you possibly can from your income so you don't have to pay as much tax like the whole process is the opportunity for the taxpayer to defend their income from the government's tax system so Again, somebody that's just doing a straight single, no kids, all of that stuff. Cool, go ahead, get your free. I have no problem with that. Like even in my with my um, I heard something. Even with the the tax office that I work for, yeah, we hardly hardly charge people like that anything, if anything at all. But um. The more complicated ones, mm-hmm. absolutely. Rental yeah. income, um, any type of business income, especially if you want to itemize. Right. Yeah. So, and, I, yeah. and I don't blame them. But the point was, like, the straight people like me, they were trying to hide the link, put you on different path, paths, <laughs> and trying to make you pay. When you're like, it's not that. It's not that hard. It's like thirteen How boxes. Did you pay last year? Well, last year I got a refund too, but I did owe for the state. No, I'm saying, how much did you pay to get your taxes prepared? Um, free because H and R Bach tried to charge for my state, so I just used them for my Fed, and then I went to some other place and filed my state for free. But this year I did it, I did it on everything on them, and and I didn't have to sit there and pay attention to. Where I click and then these people try to ring me up for thirty nine ninety nine. Like, man, it's supposed to be free. Okay. So. Yeah, we charge one fifty. And I'm gonna try to get my parents on QuickBooks or something like that because, um, I feel that they could get their taxes done a whole lot faster and maybe a little bit cheaper if you just mm-hmm. don't take a a box of receipts. What, who, who do they go do they to go the same to? lady they've been going to for years yeah that's honestly because i charge i charge um 80 dollars an hour for accounting mm-hmm. and bookkeeping that's bookkeeping mm-hmm. so when you come to me with a bunch of receipts you look on your invoice you got your charge for preparing your tax but there's also a charge for every hour i had to take to get your receipts and everything in order because that's bookkeeping that's not taxing that's not ta- uh, tax prep now that they're retired my mom can do it i'm gonna be i'm gonna try to get quickbooks or something yeah, and we got a scanner out. and Her just tax prepare will will we'll very much appreciate that and uh we're just gonna have to figure out something mm-hmm. for people who itemize because they itemize every year because you know my dad you know, you got building materials, this here, that here, rental mm-hmm. property. You got to buy this for that the other. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they they aren't there. That's a that's a Schedule E for rental properties. That's their business. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing all that for. 
So I want to figure something out for him. Mm-hmm. Because uh, taxes. I never really. Anyway. I never really wanted to have anything to do with payroll, taxes, or anything. I like it. It balances out my my uh because I mean I'm I'm English teacher, so I love words, but mm-hmm. I do have a thing for numbers. So it balances my me out. Mm. If that's imaginable. Yeah, I'm ready to get my money. Oh my, oh my gosh. My tax. My tax give it a week. Give it a week from tomorrow. Go up there and go to where's my refund and see when you're gonna get it. Be a tax time baller. Oh gosh. <laughs> I know Walmart got them TVs ready. <laughs> so stupid. I bet you can't find a used card about give it about a week or so. You ain't gonna be able to find a used card nowhere. Cars gonna be gone. Mm-mm. I love this time of year. Tax time baller. Oh my you go in the parking lot Brand new stuff mm-hmm. Come the end of March Here come the tow truck <laughs> You so silly Yeah you're right Everybody booed you're up right. on tax time Mm-hmm. Yep Ashtray bit <laughs> Yo you don't get that reference You haven't seen Fall from Grace Oh yeah I gotta watch that You do you do. Fall it's one of Perry. yeah. It's one of the few Tyler Perry films that takes time balls all the way through. Tax time. Mm-hmm. Hey Keisha, how you doing, girl? How you been doing? You dumb. You get you your twos yet? <laughs> Getting out with you. Well, look for my channel. I'm gonna go ahead and cut off the recording. Okay. Eight yeah. hour and fifty one minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to cut this too. What the so, hell? You you don't cut me up to eleven If you happen to be listening through um, the YouTube channel, Naomi Watts channel, I hope you enjoyed. I'm pretty sure that Dion is going to edit this. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm gonna turn up the part where I said I like white people. I'm gonna make that real loud. <laughs> He's such an idiot. Should I put this on mine or you want to put it? I put it on the soul glitch. Yeah, put it, it on both. I'll put it on. Okay. Put it on both. Uh, but I, I need you to help me with some editing things. So. Okay. Um. But anyway, let's go ahead and sign off for that one. I'm okay. Gonna go ahead and hit stop recording. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. Huh. You have just listened to the So Glitch podcast with your hosts, Dion and Naomi. Subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. This podcast is sponsored by Who's Your Daddy? The one-hour paternity testing center. Before you go on Maury Povich, give us a call. With several locations in Durham and Fayetteville, North Carolina. Wanda's Wigs and Weaves Emporium. If you're into Crayola-colored wigs and weaves and caterpillar eyelashes, let us serve all your needs. Ray Ray's Tax Revenue and Fish Market. Come get a free flounder dinner and two sides with every W-2 you file with us. We file it and fillet it. Frying Nemo Soul Food and Sushi Fusion. Stop by and try our mac and cheese egg rolls.
colored green spring rolls, and hog head cheese shashami. 10% discount to listeners of the Soul Glitch Podcast. That's this week's episode of the Soul Glitch Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Thanks for listening.